0: all
1: right it's fight night at rotten rewind every week we look back <laughs> at some of the most critically maligned films according to the review aggregate site rotten tomatoes Dot com. If a film fails to score above the 60% threshold the Rotten Tomato sets as its freshness standard, we get to throw them in the ring for one more shot of redemption. I'm Max Real.
2: I'm Courtney Ferranto. You started horny. I got, I got, I'm a bit. <laughs> you started so horny. I couldn't
1: really think of too many ties between no, the movies right. and in yeah. ways. You know, you're better at that. I, I know it's no, horny at least. That's all I know.
2: Today on the show, we're finally discussing the horny king himself, Brian De Palma. Right. First up, it's De Palma's first and only collaboration with Nicolas Cage for the 1998 conspiracy thriller, Snake Eyes. After that, it's his return to the erotic thriller with 2002's Femme Fatale starring Antonio Benitez and Rebecca Romain Stamos.
1: Stamos at the time, not anymore, right?
2: Yeah, not the time.
1: The artist formerly known as Rebecca Romain Stamos. And joining us for this double banger is a very talented filmmaker and De Palma stand, Andrew Jacobson. Thank you for coming on.
0: Hello. I'm very excited to represent Brian De Palma. Good. Yeah. How horny are you right now? <laughs> oh, oh I'm God. jacked. I'm I'm, jacked, off, I'm off the yeah. wall.
1: You've been edging all day. We've all been oh, edging. Yeah. We've been waiting. I I sent you um a lineup and this was the, this is the one you immediately went for, which I totally understand why you would do that. Oh
0: yeah. I mean, these are my two favorite De Palma's. So naturally what? I was kind oh, of wow. Yeah, yeah. These are my two favorites of his. I'm oh, like, oh, I'm wow. crazy about these. I mean, they're, they're up there for me, for sure.
2: I couldn't call them my favorites, but they're tight.
1: It's hard for me to not give it to blowout.
2: Oh, what do I like the best?
1: Mm. Body double. Body I think double. I like body double. Body double. double's great. Body double's incredible. What's your, what's your what's your top five then?
2: One of them aged pretty badly. The, to kill, the
1: <laughs> dress to kill. Dress is like a, oh, oh yeah, I'm like, this is so well <laughs> made but so just <laughs> yeah,
2: not
3: good. Exactly.
1: I think for me, yeah, it's blowout, Carlito's way, body oh, yeah. double, Femme fatale and high mom.
0: High mom was a new one for me. I, really, I
2: haven't seen that.
0: One. Oh, it's so good. It's That's so the one fucking... with uh, De Niro. He plays that like police officer or is he... No, he's like
1: he's coming back from the war. It's really fucking funny. It, it kind of almost has like a bamboozled vibe about it. Okay. Um Wait,
2: you didn't put Mission Impossible in your top
1: five? I think that would be just... I think that and Snake Eyes are just outside of okay, it. Okay, because like I think I,
2: mine would be fucking Body Double. I really like the Fury, but... Fury's fun. Fury's it's really fun. fun. I really like Body Double. I really like Femme Fatale. I guess like body double is easily my first and then everything else I like, like things about, like I like things about Carrie, but like that one's like uh, maybe overrated like that in Scarface. If you're playing over underrated might be overrated. I also have a soft spot for passion.
1: I think passion passion's, great. Passion's, passion's great. Yeah. great. That's passion's a great. Passion's the first fun. movie
2: my best friend yeah. and I ever watched together.
1: We were gonna cover it. That's that was one of the potential ones. I think these ones were just more of a I feel like you gotta do these before Passion out of the Robin. I think ones. so too. But passion and I think that I, passion mm-hmm. will find
2: a home here. I think podcast. Passion's
1: great, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think there's a few that I still haven't seen, but I you know, I haven't seen Scarface in so long. And it's such a weird one to be like, because it is a really good movie. It's just so yeah. iconic in so many ways. And it's been sort of adopted by some horrible people, uh, but it, it's still a really fucking good movie. What have I not seen? I haven't
2: seen The Untouchables in a really long time.
1: I don't love The Untouchables.
2: Really? It has a really cool cover. <laughs>
1: You're not know crazy about that one? I'm not. The Untouchables? In- incredibly well-made movie. Yeah, not my favorite of his. I'm trying to think. Yeah, um, I haven't seen I, the big one I haven't seen is Phantom of, uh, of Paradise. Oh, that, ru- that, that rules.
0: Either. That is great. That, I, I mean, that's that so I'd say that's probably in my top five of his. Wow. I've heard okay. it's great. I, I don't know why I've never seen that one.
2: I like Sisters.
0: Sisters is
1: great. Yeah, I think my least favorite, honestly, it, the one that I just I know it's been reappraised. I cannot get behind it. Is Mission to Mars.
2: Oh, really? Mine is for sure. 100%. I've said it on the podcast several times. One of my least favorite movies of all time, possibly my least favorite movie is The Black Dahlia. We're just like fumbling a really cool story. I don't think it's the worst movie ever made as far as like filmmaking. But I think that like the lost opportunity accounts for a lot of my
1: reasons. No, I think that's fair. I rewatched it this week.
2: It's awful.
1: I think that we definitely have to cover it at some point because it's a it's a really. Does
2: anyone give a good performance in I think
1: Hartnett's good in it.
2: I knew you were going to defend. I think your Hartnett
1: boy. is good <laughs> <in it. laughs> fucking loves Jessica. You know what's funny? Was reading the reviews for it. They were like Hartnett's so out of his element, and no. I think he's the only one that's at home in it. I think he's. Yeah. I think that his look and vibe is perfect for that movie.
2: Swank feels weird too. She's like Not maybe
1: the. Yeah. Great.
2: That movie sucks. It's it's.
1: I I it's I, I, I kind of mm, no.
2: I think it
1: is. Have you seen Domino?
2: No, it looks really bad. It's
1: not uh. good, but what's his, his new movie is the Weinstein one, right? That's his next movie. That was supposed to be
0: planned, at least last time I read. It was like a Weinstein inspired. I love De Palma. I don't want him to to do a Weinstein movie. I don't mm. think.
2: As someone who just watched that, like not okay movie, like maybe it's time that De Palma makes a Weinstein movie. Maybe that's maybe that's the palate cleanser I need.
1: I I don't know. I don't mind the Black Dahlia. Do you like the know, Black Dahlia, I Andrew?
0: I haven't seen it. Oh
1: okay.
0: <laughs> oh, you should you're yeah. back. You you're gotta here, watch that's... the Black Dahlia. Look, I'll come back just you. for Black We're Dahlia. You in. I, I I've seen like some images. I'm like, oh, it's got like some early digital. It doesn't look too great, but it's it's got cool faces in it. And it does have like,
2: cool faces.
0: It's a it's just a weird way to tell that story. Weird. Isn't I it like also not. notoriously
2: like cut up? Like, didn't yes, he like lose? I would love yeah. to
1: see his three hour cut.
2: That's up. that's the problem of it too. Is that like it stops making actual like linear sense and not in a fun way? Like we'll no. get to it. Like Fentanyl is like purposely messing with you it doesn't make sense anymore because they were just like okay you're done finish it
1: you know what's just outside i think my top 10 or maybe 10 for de palma is raising cane another barely rotten movie that we will cover but
0: raising cane kind of rules
2: okay i haven't seen it so
0: it's yeah, fun it's worth go is I, he
2: gonna I, play weinstein
0: <laughs> I would love that after seeing Ricochet I want to see him do that
1: you
2: know <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm well, he did, fully set for didn't he just play what's his like name
1: that? uh Root Fox Roger, yeah. Roger Ailes he played Roger Ailes in Roger the Ailes. apparently yeah. every scene in the movie he's just eating a sandwich
2: it's awesome the movie is horrible
1: that again is
2: like why yeah. maybe the De Palma Weinstein is a palate cleanser ne- need. you terrible. know what it
1: might be good actually given because I think one of the more interesting things about the Black Dolly is its critique of Hollywood and I do yeah. think that Maybe actually, we do need a guy like that to make it because at least it won't be like a kind of liberal wish fulfillment movie. At least we yeah. know we're not going to get whatever the fuck it is that's coming out, she said, or whatever.
2: No, the, these movies uh-huh. were a great return to my youth.
1: We need directors to be horny again.
2: I could be Gordon Marshall for this. That is not going to happen.
3: 14,000 people
0: witnessed the crime. They didn't tell me they were going to kill somebody. We got 1,500 cameras. What are you looking for? Only one man can see the truth. What are you chasing this for? You sat down and they wanted you to. They missed him with that second shot. Missed you.
3: This is not the plan I invested in. Nicholas
0: Cage. I'm not going to let you
1: kill her. Snake Eyes. Rated R.
0: August 7th. Everywhere.
1: After experiencing the... I'm pretty sure the biggest box of the success of his career with the original Mission Impossible. Uh, Brian De Palma returns to his roots with the Hitchcockian thriller Snake Eyes, starring Nicolas Cage as crooked sleazy cop Rick Santoro, not Rick Santorum, which is <laughs> so what I funny. I wanted to keep going on <laughs> <calling> him um, <laughs> who gets invited to a heavyweight champion boxing match in Atlantic City by his childhood best friend, Navy commander Kevin Dunn. Not the actor who is in this movie. Um, Kevin Dunn. <laughs> played, I know, I realized that halfway through. I was like, wait, his name is Kevin Dunn? Um, anyway, Kevin Dunn in the movie is played by Gary Sinise. Shortly after taking a seat, though, Rick witnesses the assassination of the United States defense secretary. While investigating surveillance footage of the fight, though, Rick discovers the fight has been thrown, sending Rick down a rabbit hole of conspiracies, one of which indicts his number one boy in the assassination. <laughs> Rick attempts to track down a stacked witness covering (laughs) Carla Gugino. Welcome Um, back, Carla. (laughs) Welcome back, girl. Uh, And eventually realizes his corruption has been largely outmatched by the corruption of those at the top. And that's for the most part Snake Eyes. Yeah, that's
2: a great synopsis. It's rotten because we were talking about it. It has a 40% critical score and the audience score is fucking below it at 35% wild.
0: That is horrifying. This is a seventy percent rating.
2: As far as I'm, I was like, "What's not to fucking like?"
1: Just to get it out of the way, I think the biggest problem with this movie is Gary Sinise. I'm just gonna Ooh, yeah. throw that out there. Look, Gary Sinise isn't a guy that I really ever want in a movie. We've talked about Gary Sinise several times now. On His this little podcast. nose bothers me. I, I do kind of like him in Reindeer Games because it is such a no. no he's
2: dope in Reindeer Games. <laughs> I don't kind of like him in reindeer Ranger
0: Games. games? He no, I just his name kind of... in
2: Ranger Games like Throttle or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Throttle? Okay, that, that I gotta Throttle. watch this. It might as well be though. <laughs> this is my boy Throttle. No, his, <laughs> his, his, his <laughs> name is Throttle Gabriel. Scenes. Where did you get Throttle oh. from? It's Gabriel. I don't know. But
2: look at a picture of him in Ranger Games and tell. I think he, he, he looks does like have his name would
0: be Gabriel Throttle. It's on Gabriel. the documents. Oh
1: well, now uh, I really want to know what it is. Oh, you're right. <laughs> no, you're yeah, right. It's it's not Throttle. It's Monster.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Which I is also the,
1: the name of a character in the movie, Sabotage.
2: <laughs> Thank you. I knew it was something like that. Throttle is
1: great, though. I got to name a, a villain Throttle in a movie <laughs> I Really, we need a fucking villain named Throttle. Yeah, no, here he is. Gary Sinise is just the kind of guy that anytime he shows up, you're just like, well, you're not going to be the good guy, I don't think. I feel yeah, he's like, like you're, a
2: little preening... Fucking academic fuckwad.
1: <laughs> He's supposed to be Ricky Santoro's straight-laced, pure friend who who isn't corrupt. And, and Rick is kind of known as the, you know, one of the more corrupt, sleazy cops in Atlantic City.
2: Yeah, uh, this is like Nick Cage's like training for Bad Lieutenant. Like he plays like several rungs under that cop, but it's like kind of tapping on a similar vein.
1: No crack smoking, unfortunately. No
2: crack smoking. No. Although,
1: uh, I mean, his performance would suggest that he smoked a, a
0: little <laughs> bit of crack right before. There has it. to be a deleted scene where he's like bumping somebody's yeah. coke. Like just somewhere. Yeah, somebody's was, got it. And he just takes like two hits and he's like, I'm good, let's go. I'm good, let's go, I'm
1: Ricky. <laughs> I feel like if this would have, the, tra- the long tracking shot in the beginning, if it would have yeah. started with Rick. In his car, (laughs) hitting a crack pipe and then running in the rain to get inside the ring. That would have been great. It's pretty clear that the Gary Sinise is not, you know, which, you know, they get out of the way fairly quickly. Really, They don't really let you hold on to it for too long. But yeah, I guess starting with just how incredibly fucking well directed this movie is. Yeah, um, this
2: this movie, I was shocked in the first 10 minutes that it's like rotten because like I just think it's really fucking good. Also, this podcast does not need me to applaud Nick Cage anymore. But like, what a fucking hero. What a badass. And also said it once, I'll say it a million times. Super fuckable in this movie. He's hot
1: with that yellow shirt. man. Yeah, this <laughs> That's a good uh, his costume. <laughs> whoever's good
2: doing his wardrobe is like exactly hitting the mark of like peak cage without like going yeah. overboard into like this kind of new it's, territory that he's living in like this is my most fuckable cage i know that, that <laughs> says, says something about me
1: <laughs> as the fucking the, the wardrobe stylist definitely was like all right what is like the sleaziest cop in atlantic city dress like <laughs> yeah. to go to a fight and they nail it um, they nail an incredible piece of, of, of costume is this your
0: favorite or is femme fatale andrew i'd say snake eyes is my favorite Oh okay. wow! Okay, I would easily say this is my favorite because I think I think it does everything that I like about De Palma is yeah. when he says, "Okay, here's a script, here's an idea. Gary Sinise is the bad guy. We're going to reveal it within the first thirty minutes, and then hey, look at these uh, cool shots. We're going to go over four hotel rooms. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah I that's think that's so when he's good. at his best. He's he's just a dude who's like, okay, I'm just going to make energy, and he's just gonna you're just going to watch it, and you're going to yeah. be like, I'm get his with favorite it. prop, loves wig. Oh he yeah, he needs wigs. a wig." Anything with identity. He's like, "How? what can I do? Wigs? Yeah. 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 Wig.
1: What more do you want from a director? I mean, the guy, he's a fucking technical magician and he loves wigs and he loves titties. I mean, that's really <laughs> that's really the only quota that you need to meet as far as I'm concerned. The older that I've gotten, the more I, I've always liked De Palma, but I think the more that I've been like, oh no, this guy's like really one of the best. Like he, yeah. but he isn't really always regarded as one of the best. He's kind of written off as more of a, showman or a technically proficient director who has no depth and it's all style. I guess it kind of calls into question. Does somebody have to be, does somebody have to, you know, or does somebody have to like make a realistic film to be able to be called one of the best? Like it's so ridiculous that that's even an issue for some people.
0: These, these two really exist within like the movie magic, like especially like Femme Fatale. I mean the whole movie, I couldn't tell you what the plot is, but I know it works because, because it's so much about, I mean, they, they, the whole opening in like that is like yeah. the Cannes Film Festival. And he's just kind of like, yeah. they're never going to like me. Yeah, like in
1: one way or another, like a lot of his films yeah are about the magic and the trickery of movie making, And it's interesting to see him here. Because this is right before the age of like post 9-11 surveillance, living in a world of of fevered conspiracies again. So it's like kind of right on the precipice of it. And it's interesting how he uses technology in this. You know, sometimes it can feel like an old man who's kind of fascinated by some of this stuff. But I feel like especially for the time, like I think he does a really great job of utilizing all the different cameras in this place.
2: I think that. Ultimately, for me, like Femme Fatale is a little bit more ambitious, but this one is a little bit more coherent.
1: For sure. It's anything that's
2: intentional. Like, I don't think he's missing his I don't think he's missing his target with Femme Fatale. I just think that, like, I'm I'm just sort of like like a classic movie and I like this a little bit more. It like plays out like JFK that I want to watch.
0: You hate Oliver Stone.
2: (laughs) I do. I really. I think Oliver Stone might be like my least favorite director. Yeah, I mean, I really like. I
1: don't like Stone, but I like
0: JFK a lot. Really? Oh yeah, I love JFK. I'm just like stop. JFK rocks. Yeah, that director's cut. Give me all three hours and twenty minutes of it. JFK is great. I'm sorry.
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And he's right. He's a crank, and he knows it. Um, sure,
2: yeah, I think he's right.
1: No, I, I understand what you're saying. No, uh, De Palma's more disciplined. Yeah, and I guess like it's interesting that this is the only time that Cage works with him. I feel like they're a great
0: pairing.
2: Me too. Like, like, did his, something happen?
0: His energy They were made for each right. other. Yeah. And he, yeah. he's playing him up, like, kind of like, a, it's like, I mean, it's like, when I watched it again this time, I was like, oh, this kind of feels like him doing just a coked out 40s movie character where it's like, you know, oh my God. he's just walking around, just playing the numbers. He knows the players in the ring and he's just going yeah. around. But it's Cage energy on the 40s say, noir character. Cage no.
2: should be De Palma's Stewart Like, if he's, if he, like, loves Hitchcock so much, like. Cage it's like his Jimmy Stewart and like he should be in more fucking things they like vibrate on the same wavelength and it's just upsetting to see them not I hope he's in one of these movies coming up I hope he doesn't play in Weinstein I hope he's someone else but I just (laughs) think about Cage playing Weinstein is that like ultimately you'd like him
1: too much yeah (laughs)
2: <laughs> like, even if Bad Lieutenant were like, he's a horrible person, you never want that person to like leave your screen. And like, Weinstein no. is so repulsive that like a Lithgow makes more sense. Sorry, John.
1: Yeah, yeah. Also, I just feel like Cage knows how to chew on all the dialogue yes. so well. Like, he finds so many shades in the mm-hmm. dialogue that I don't think many people would hear.
2: Body no. Double's least good thing is probably its lead performance. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, like Big without yeah. that, yeah,
3: yeah. I think
2: that. It would be better. I still like that movie a lot. But yeah, it's like here, yeah. I feel like he's finally found a center that understands where the movie's going. Like, I don't think Rebecca Romijn will get to it as bad necessarily, but like she could wear things that Nick Cage certainly cannot wear. That's but like Cage definitely finds like, yeah, I do feel yeah. like the center of the film quicker. I guess, you know, Sissy Spacek really understands Carrie and Al Pacino really understands Scarface. Those are just the two that I think are like dorm room paraphernalia.
1: It's it's interesting that he worked with Cindy so much, actually.
2: Who should he have been? Like, that's what I want to know.
1: You know what's weird is the part was offered to Will Smith and he wanted to do it. And I don't understand. Oh, that
2: that would have been tight.
1: But so weird. He's just too... Charismatic in a way, but that's to like, why that's I guess what that yeah, needs. Actually. No, it does like, need You somebody. need
2: someone with more charisma. Like I was gonna suggest my forever boy John Leguizamo. Ooh, Two, what about I Travolta? Think... Re- Retain the face. <laughs> <up>.
0: on, man. <laughs> oh man oh, that'd have been great.
2: Because, like, yeah, Gary Sinise is like. I do it. <laughs> um, he's like vibeless. He doesn't like, he, like. He's like not even sinister no. when he needs to be sinister. He's not trustworthy when he's supposed to be trustworthy. He just sort of like gone.
1: Yeah, um, he is like the realistic version of what that guy would be, just like some really boring vanilla politician. I'm just like- but It's I like just, a Pete that, Buttigieg. Uh,
2: it, what about John Malkovich?
1: Another guy who you would be like, well, he's the villain. Yeah, <laughs> I think but but I at know least, who the villain like, is here. But
2: at least he's fun. Like <laughs> oh, you like, the,
1: the screen. Every, at Oh, least. you know, Tim Robbins.
2: Tim Robbins yeah, Tim yeah, Robbins. You found Final choice. I think that's,
1: you can get everything you would want for
0: some reason, in Gary Sinise, but so much
2: for some reason.
0: <laughs> for some reason, and Tim Robbins, like if I'm thinking about him, and like the, I mean, this is like around the players, so I mean, yeah, he would have been the and he coolest looks good. guy.
2: Yeah, and he oh, looks believable in uniform.
0: Yeah,
1: no vibes, though, as you said. No, Just absolutely zero vibes.
2: Who has vibes consistently is Carla. Carla always brings vibes.
1: Oh, oh yeah. yeah. She's she great. classes
2: up a joint. She's like we we talked about her in um it was San Andreas. Yeah. And like she's really good in that movie. If Max is in charge of writing her obit, it will say stacked like
0: 17 times. This
1: beautiful <laughs> stacked woman <laughs> has sadly passed away.
2: <laughs> our
0: family, Maybe you not know, who wrote this. Like Stand for Stacks. the national anthem. Actually, yeah, uh, that's Carla what we Gugino. should do
2: for a subscriber special, <laughs> is that we will we'll will send you our rotten obit. <laughs> <of death. laughs>
1: Um, this beautiful stack woman passed away last night gracefully in her sleep with her titty <laughs> out, the wind blowing on them. Um, the Palmer should just write her a little bit. He'd be like, yeah, oh, you're like, right. Fuck
2: she's yeah. great here. I really like her. Oh, yeah. She's incredible.
1: I feel like Rick is really motivated by the fact that she's busty. I feel like oh, he's like, I gotta sure. find this busty woman.
2: I feel like there's like several shots where if you track his eye lines, <laughs> they are just at her tits like well, on
1: The purpose. POV shot of Gary Sinise talking to that Redhead is amazing.
2: Yeah, that's but the like, only moment that I thought maybe he wasn't evil, maybe he just is horny, but he's horny and
0: evil. He was confronted with bahoongas. I mean, of course he was dismayed <laughs> by a, any other-
1: He was some yeah. corrupt vanilla cuck. Just fucking, I've never seen bazambas like that before. You gotta understand, <laughs> Rick, I had to titty fuck her. I had to do it to her. I and mean, then I had to kill her because I felt so bad about it. Um, no, he's basically, it's like a POV shot. It's, an, it's amazing. It's so good. It's just, he can't look her in the eyes and he just can't Keeps looking at her tits, but then a Palestinian terrorist also enters the frame to assassinate the Department of Defense.
2: It's a tight assassination scene.
1: I'm trying to think of my favorite cage delivery in this movie.
2: There was one...
1: I just kept laughing, remembering that this guy was a cop. I was like, this guy's a cop.
2: (laughs) He's just. Well, I mean, I think that this movie, like, I love this movie. It's fucking awesome. But, like, I was like, oh, this is sort of like some good cops propaganda. Yeah, because
1: he's basically like a really. But I
2: like that about the movie that it's like, he's a dirty cop. But he's like, yeah, but I'm not, I don't. It's too much effort. Yeah. He's like,
1: I just skim all the like, money, money, in, I I'm like, money a and I fuck a hooker, drugs. but I'm not assassinating the yeah, secretary it's like, of I'm
2: defense. Not a murder. <laughs> yeah. That's a
1: lot of work for him. He's like, no, 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 no. Here, no on,
2: I'm a lazy, a lazy, dirty cop. cop. <laughs> the Running coda away. after the mo- movie. Uh, <laughs> it's like so after, weird. It's so, I do feel like the, the coda, coda kind of saves it from being propaganda because it's like, it basically becomes like exactly, What would happen now if this actually happened? It's like how like Sully the pilot was like actually a drunk or whatever. It's like that, but ten times worse. Where it's like
1: Captain Phillips.
2: Oh yeah, wait wasn't it? Was
1: Sully a drunk too?
2: I think Sully was a drunk too.
1: He was drunk when he landed. That changes plane. everything. <laughs> well, Captain Phillips for sure. Oh, when maybe they it was Captain Phillips. people that were on the ship, they were like, "Yeah, that guy's a fucking piece of shit." Oh, okay, I think they that like, was it. I think I got us. my.
2: Okay, that is it. That is it. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I apologize to Sully, who I
1: literally thought uh, there was, was drunk some for a controversy with Sully, and I don't remember what it was, but it was. I think I it just
2: maybe they could sue him because like he like broke po- protocol or something well,
1: like right, actually. Right, right. Kind yeah, of yeah. Bullshit. They're like, "You should have just crashed the plane and killed." But
2: everybody. no, but with with Rick here, like. Like yeah. he gets to be like famous, and then because of that, they can like scratch away at like how dirty he is, and it's really really funny.
1: Yeah, the shots of them like rolling up to him at his house, and he's like, "Come on, I'm Ricky."
2: Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and he's got his yellow sports car, and he's like, uh, "Not now, everybody, please come on." Come on. <laughs> yeah.
1: He's so fucking funny. Which
0: that is an interesting reshoot of the original ending. Which I mean, oh, oh right, what that's was right. It? It's crazy. So essentially, there was the giant wrecking ball that's yeah. like the globe that's coming down and stuff. It was originally supposed to be that because the hurricane's getting so crazy and, you know, the reporting is like the tropical storm and everything. Essentially, the ending message was that corruption, the only way to absolve it is to essentially destroy it all. It was going to be a giant tidal wave that comes and kills everybody in well, a city.
1: Yeah, and that been tight.
0: it's you can watch it on YouTube. It's um, it's yeah. like not good quality. I mean, I mean that is true. It's you more in line with what the movie's proposing to exactly. show yeah. and the characters. It's like even Rick is complicit within the corruption. So it's sure. like the only way to absolve it is to essentially get rid of everybody. and yeah, just you start gotta burn from- it
1: all down. Yeah, except for this beautifully stacked woman. She's gonna her tits fucking <laughs> keep her afloat. This woman was saved by her own breasts. She used them as a life raft.
0: Thank God for
2: tits. <laughs> I really like when the Boxer has to beat him up. They're both really incredible
0: in it. Yeah. And the Sakamoto score, which I don't oh, understand yeah. how people have not talked about how amazing the score is. I score? Have, it is a phenomenal score. It's so Yeah, it's really it's, good. It's really good. And nobody talks about it. It's just kind of forgotten about when they it's like I don't really see anybody talk about it. And it's just yeah. like yeah. on the original reviews, they they're kind of like, Oh yeah, Sakamoto's great, but they're like, nobody ever comes back and is like, oh yeah, you remember the score for this? Like Right. Yeah, it, it's got some wild stuff, and it's like he a, does the this boxing M- match. Yeah, is like this, so, it's like it's so noir. You don't really get that
1: because he does this and femme fatale. Okay. He did the Revenant. I've never seen the Last Emperor. He did that. The um, one that won the Oscar. Yeah, and then weirdly comes back in 2021 for that Netflix action movie Beckett, starring John David Washington.
0: Which that added a cool oh. score.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of Yeah, I mean, I think most people did.
2: <laughs> Dead's also, also forgotten.
1: My son is in what? <laughs> the scene where Sinise is telling him the lie about how he was distracted by the the big titty red redhead. And he's like, I was three feet away from a known terrace, but I had my eyes buried in some broad tits. Cage says that's what she was here for, to give you a boner. And you got one. Congratulations, you're human. Incredible <laughs> line. <laughs> I think that's the wall. <laughs> that's the line. Congratulations, you're human. <laughs> um, <laughs> also, when he's talking about the cameras, he goes, cameras all over the place, just bitching technology. <laughs> that's how De Palma feels about surveillance. He says yummy at one point, and it's <laughs> so cringy. He's talking to his wife, and he says, you can't say that on a cell phone, yummy. <laughs> so fucked.
2: This is like Cage's like great sprint, you know? Like- yeah, yeah. He's in the middle of so many great shit. Like during this time like I just yeah.
1: wish Yeah. I, I wish there was more era.
2: Yeah, I wish he yeah. got more credit at the time because like these are bangers.
1: Oh, one detail that I really love is that shot that you were talking about earlier Andrew, the one that goes over the different hotel rooms. So cool. Oh, it's wow, Which is insane. great, like a classic The Palma shot. It's going over all these rooms and it passes by a room that's like a bunch of college guys. And it, it's amazing what The Palma thinks a bunch of college guys are doing in a hotel room. It's <laughs> basically six <gasps> dudes oh, spraying so each dumb. other with cans of beer. Yeah. And literally on the nightstand <laughs> is just like 10 titty magazines spread out. So his idea is basically that like a bunch of dudes got a hotel room with one bed, sprayed each other with beer, and jacked off together to a bunch of titty magazines. <laughs> That's what the kids are doing today, right? <laughs> That's what me and my friends used to do. We gathered up and just jacked off together. We looked at tits. <laughs> we loved them. Just an insane detail. It was like there were so many titty magazines in this hotel room. <laughs> Yeah, they're spraying each other with beer cans as if they were like having a wet t-shirt contest. Yeah, they other. are. It's it fucking crazy. And like, they're dude, so amped up. Yeah, it's like um, they're, they're so not harny. in public and there's
2: no girls around. Like, yeah. I don't <laughs> understand. Like, was like, what the fuck is
0: happening?
1: It's a fucking boys' weekend.
0: Do you know who you reminded me of out there? Sonny Liston. Remember in 65, they said, hey, Sonny, don't take any chances. Ali almost killed you the first time. Take the payday. First punch, you go down. Flop! <laughs> Splash! That's you! Detective, That's you! you either arrest him or I'm gonna ask you to leave. What would I arrest him for? What would I arrest you for? Getting up too quick? Uh, what? What? Come on, I saw you and you saw me. And don't pretend like you don't know who I am, girly man. You want it to look like a knockout, but when you heard the gunshot, your eyes were open in half a second. Not your fault. Totally understandable reaction, but it kind of ruined the performance, don't you think? Look, what the hell do you want from me? The man knocked me out! I looked at the fight tape, Lincoln! Yeah! It was a phantom punch, a little bad Hollywood acting, but the athletic commission might find it interesting. And a second after you go down an assassin fires, well, that's some coincidence. I guess they don't call you the executioner for nothing. And you signed my kid's autograph.
1: All right, well, yeah, this movie has a 40%, like we said, and Ebert did not like this movie.
0: Even with
2: the tits? No,
1: you would think the titty man would love it. It wasn't like a slam, probably because of the tits. The tits redeemed it from like a zero star (laughs) to a two star movie. Uh, Roger Ebert said, look, I love tits as much as the next guy, but this is a bad film. Um, No, he said, it's the worst kind of bad film. The kind that gets you all worked up and then lets you down instead of just being lousy from the first shot. Listen, I got I got real amped up uh, by the titties and then. No. Bob Graham of the San Francisco Chronicle said De Palma seems to be trying too hard to make somebody else's great movie. Once again, an Alfred Hitchcock movie. Would somebody please tell this guy to relax? Noel Dargis of LA Weekly said, not too long after the knockout opening, all that's left of snake eyes are Cage's wild eyes, the dregs of David Cope's rotten script and De Palma's restless, anxious camera on the prowl for something, anything to hang on to. David Denby of Vulture said, I can't think of another movie that starts so brilliantly and ends so miserably as this one. And finally Stephen Holden of The New York Times said a great big, juicy gob of apocalyptic paranoia.
0: All right. You don't really get another filmmaker that's kind of stacking that much visual storytelling, like where it's like, no, we're gonna we're gonna make many shots. like there's three shots in one shot. I do think that's like when it when people like to talk about De Palma and they say, oh, it's like he's good with the camera, but he's not good with anything else. And it's like, isn't the point of a movie like, you know, you're using a camera to tell a story and <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> I don't know, he seems to be whatever. It's like, it just feels right. He's going to say, you know what? We're constantly playing with this like God eye imagery with like having yeah. a whole balloon be the security camera. So yeah, why not take the camera and just go over four hotel rooms or he's conveying the movie that way. I know. No, no, it's just a bit silly. It's a bit silly. He's doing his job, especially out of the
1: '70s, like New School of Directors. He's one of the only ones that never really gained prestige recognition. It's never been nominated for an Oscar. Never. Oh,
2: I did not know that.
1: Yeah, he has been nominated for six Razzie Awards.
2: For I'm guessing Black Dahlia.
1: No. Oh. Mission to Mars. The Bonfire of the Vanities, which I've never seen. Oh, yeah, supposed I've to be very bad. He was nominated for Body Double, for a Razzie, oh, and, uh, and no. Scarface. I mean, obviously the Razzies are fucking stupid, but yet yeah, that's absolutely insane. He is more recognized in Europe. European okay. critics appreciate him a lot more, which makes a lot of sense because they're horny too. Who's everyone's MVP for Snake Eyes? Come on, come on. Carlo Gugino's tits. It's <laughs> Nick Cage and whoever dressed
2: it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's Nick Cage. It's, and, and honestly, the Palma for the titty POV shots. Oh, yeah. Uh, De Palma really got to the heart of the male gaze in this
0: one. <laughs> <laughs> if we're talking about supporting Luis Guzman, because yeah. Luis has that little grape, small, he's like talking with all the girls in the one room. Yeah, yeah. And then he gets fucking beat up because <laughs> he, no, he jumps, he jumps off and then falls. And yes. then Yeah. Rick yeah. goes up to him. So it's like, you put him in a movie. I'm like, okay, I'm invested. I love this. Luis Guzman used to be in fucking everything, and now I, I just feel, feel like, like I he's never like
2: really... reined it in. I know whatever weird town he grew up in erected a like a statue of him, so I don't think he's done anything bad. Because I was like, oh, if I'm ever there, I'm gonna fucking hang out. I'm with gonna go check for... out
1: that. Ta- Where is that <laughs> no. hangout by the statue? Luis I don't know.
0: Guzman I really statue. hope I didn't
2: make that up. No. This is a pretty sick. Oh, statue. that's a
0: statue. Whoa! This is a
2: sick statue.
0: Oh, that's tight.
2: Yeah, his outfit is just like a two-tight t-shirt. It's what he looks like.
1: That's an incredible statue.
0: He got paid every time uh, the show community. He gets paid every time they show his statue. Good for him, man. Final rating?
2: Ooh.
1: I think it's just good. I
2: think, I Snake think this Guys is a cult classic. I want to see it in the theaters, is what I'm saying. Like I want I, I saw wanna... this in theaters. Well, yeah, you what? live in LA. I live in a town that. No, likes
1: I saw this nice. when I was a kid when it oh, came well, out. Oh well, of
2: course you did. You're my
1: mom took bird. me to see this. I remember yeah, she took, me to, took me, me to see. What see this. a flex! I saw three. I saw three movies this week at the Sherman Oaks Gallery at the old version of it. Three movies this week at that theater with my mom. It was Snake Eyes, Halloween, H2O, and finally How Stella Got Her Groove Back. That was my week at the movies. What a great uh, run. Yeah, let's stop it up with- that You
2: it. ended with one of the that. best soundtrack
0: movies of all time.
1: Are you going big, Andrew? Are you going Misunderstood Masterpiece? Oh, uh, I'm going- I think it's a Misunderstood Masterpiece. <laughs> that's hot.
0: I think this movie, you know, if you want to talk about any work that's kind of like prescient of like encapsulating America, it sets all of America in a boxing ring. I mean, how yeah. better can you do yeah. that? Cage is doing 40s noir. It's great.
3: This isn't a game tonight. People can die. From a master thief
0: to an ambassador's wife. I don't think you realize who you're dealing with. One picture can expose both stories. From Brian De
3: Palma, the master of the erotic thriller. Two lives, one woman. A suspense sensation. You've ruined everything. Femme Fatale. Rated R. Starts Wednesday, November
2: 6th. In what I might argue is De Palma's last great, great film to date, 2002's Femme Fatale sees Rebecca Romijn, at the time Stamos, as Laura Ashe, a diamond thief operating for the Cannes Film Festival, blurring the lines what of great, What
1: a great, what a great yeah. setup there. I'm operating done. Operating from the
2: <laughs> Film Festival. <laughs> I'm done. Blurring the lines of reality and fiction, Laura must lift a coveted necklace from a model during the premiere of real-life director Regis, how do you say his last name? Worcestershire's fiction film debut of his actual film East slash West.
1: I did not know that, actually, while watching this. I did not know that. That was
2: some digging. That was some research. Interesting.
1: Okay.
2: (laughs) Laura does swipe the diamonds by getting to at least second base with the model, but instead of turning the valuables into her team, she flees to Paris, where she is consistently mistaken for another woman named Lily, who commits suicide (laughs) while Laura watches from behind some curtains.
1: (laughs) Do it, bitch. (laughs) I I I dare you. (laughs) I was very confused.
2: (laughs) Laura then assumes Lily's identity for good and ends up marrying... An American ambassador of France played by Peter Coyote. The high profile marriage puts her in the sights of a very horny paparazzo played by Chef's Kiss Antonio Banderas, who who's able to connect her to the Diamond Heist of years ago and now is both hot on her trail to expose her to her enemies, but also just hot for her because his whole day is filled with pre-comp that he produces while being extra horny for Laura slash Lily. And that to me is Fem Fatale. Antonio Banderas's performance in this movie might be the horniest thing we've ever covered here on this podcast.
1: It's a like, really special performance.
2: <laughs> my job was a with how how able he is to, as the kids would say, like serve me horny. Like I could not believe how good he is at it. Like, do you it. think that he did what athletes do and like not jack off or fuck for like a week <laughs> to like really
0: he, he was either that or he was edging for yeah, about the entire that, shoot. Yeah, yeah. That's I what the like, Palma sh- told him to fucking, uh,
1: <laughs> I need you to not jack off for a month. <laughs> okay, i do it for you.
2: He's hot here.
1: Yeah, and we should say before we move forward, this movie is not only a 49% uh, critical score, but a 49% audience score. 20% Um,
2: less than I would give it. This movie is hot.
1: (laughs) Yeah, this this is, I watched this one for the first time a couple years ago. I had never seen it. Really loved it and then loved it even more this time.
2: Oh yeah, like, oh. did you did you send me a text that says like, we're horny, let us live or something? You sent me a late night text that, <laughs> that was like, <laughs> wow, he's horny.
1: <laughs> yeah, this was a very, this look, I'm not gonna lie, I got horny watching this movie. This was like not even just like funny horny, but just genuinely like, no, this is just like a real horny movie. This is I'm like sorry. This is-
2: as horny as undressed with um, <laughs> better production value and like a plot. Also it's horny with actual hot people. It's like undresses like little squirmy teens that I guess like are attractive, but they're also pathetic. It's like I know that I'm jumping halfway through the movie to Antonio appears, but that is when the movie gets like really interesting to me because I'm just like he's willing to like risk his life so many times because he's so horny. He's he, he's making like really bad decisions. He's doing like the run to the basement thing because he's so horny. Like it's
1: realistic. Listen, when you got pretty calm like that, you, you're you going to do anything. You, yeah, you'll, you'll do it all. The opening at the Cannes Film Festival. Is great. It reminded me a lot of the opening of Mission Impossible, actually. Mm. Like, I feel like they're very similar yeah, right. openings with, like, these heists that go wrong, except Emilio Estevez does not uh, get, you know, impaled in another Oh, he
2: could have been the Gary Sinise
1: part, maybe. Fuck it, why not? Who cares? I like him. That's I mean, great. I'd yeah, see that. Yeah, I would. For some reason with Mission Impossible, when I saw it as a kid, I thought Emilio Estevez was very cool in that opening scene.
2: He is very cool.
1: Yeah, I don't know why. I was like, that guy's cool. It opens with her watching Double Indemnity. I, I was gonna rewatch watch Double Indemnity because I I before we recorded, but I didn't have time.
2: I mean, it's really good. I just think that like oftentimes it's like t- it's too often used as like the cliff note for like film noir as like a whole, and I don't like that about double indemnity or sunset boulevard where i'm like yeah 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 they're really good movies but i don't think that like they're necessarily better than other movies that exist in that genre and
1: sure yeah i i, I got more into them at the beginning of quarantine i remember i kind of watched a bunch of them like the postman always Drinks twice and uh um,
2: crisscross crisscross
1: I, I loved um, love Cross. i think out of the past was my favorite though yeah out of the past was so good and murder by contract was a good one. I really like that murder by contract was really it's on YouTube for free. It's really good. It's like 75 minutes. It's great. My it's favorite really probably funny. is Postman. Postman's great. I'm um, like a
2: Lana Turner stan. Like out of all the femme Fatales I probably go. am the most. I mean I'm trying to think of like who Rebecca Romaine, Romaine's character is ripping on more but because like I don't I don't think she's like a Stanowick stand in. I don't know how good I, how much I like her here. but yeah, I guess like, that's
1: a question we should start with: is is how do we feel about Rebecca Romijn's performance in this movie?
2: I like when she strips. You know, she like,
1: looks great. She looks. I think incredible. she's yeah. cast
2: for her aesthetic value, which yeah. is sky high, sky high. Sure, more than yeah. she's cast for maybe. How good of an Yeah,
1: she's not someone that's known for her her like acting chops necessarily, and she
0: doesn't really have much dialogue. Which this is interesting because it's like he, I mean, he's distilling himself to the t in this one because he wrote it himself, and it kind of plays because he's kind of like, "What if I just wrote this?" And there's like not really many dialogue. Like the whole like opening can set piece is like there's not really much talking other than just kind of chit chat with like, "I'm gonna go to the bathroom." and then a lot of moaning, and then- Mm A whole lot of of fucking. Outside of that one
1: black guy who just keeps calling her a bitch the entire movie, that guy loves calling her a bitch. (laughs) Every scene that guy is in, he's just like, you stupid bitch. In the beginning, he slaps her and says, then stop dreaming, bitch. This isn't a game night, people can die. You're just like, oh, my God, this guy is so fucking mad at her. (laughs) And then he just gets even more mad at her. (laughs) No, you're right, though. There's there's not very much dialogue in this.
2: And I'm also always confused because the film is sort of like loopy and tricky. Is like, is her accent supposed to be as bad as it is?
1: Yeah, I mean this Peter Coyote's an idiot. If <laughs> he's like, yeah, this yeah, is my like, French what? wife. Yeah, okay. <laughs> this guy's so yeah, I mean look at he's tapping into something. That's true. He is so blinded again. That guy's even blinded by how horny he is. He's like, ah, I yeah. don't know if she's French, but fuck it. <laughs> she can stay here. Yeah, this movie is about the blinders that men put on in the face of a very beautiful woman who will fuck them. Oh, we should also talk about the I guess you can't really call it a dress. Whatever the actress is wearing at the Cannes Film Festival in the beginning that needs to be stolen. It's tight. Uh, it's tight. It doesn't even cover her nipples. Like her nipples are just out.
2: No, it's yeah. definitely like, that's like Kylie Jenner wear now. I feel like it's like Met Gala snake. Yeah. Fight. Yeah. Yeah. It's dope. It's beautiful.
1: And and that whole scene is, is fantastic with them really fucking going at it in that, in that bathroom stall.
2: Yeah, dude. And their stupid cuck boyfriend outside.
1: Yeah. De Palma's portrayal of horny Frenchman is also really great. Um, there's like all the security guards in that room that are basically just like, oh, 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 like just fucking like just <laughs> fucking dripping
0: with cum the whole time like they don't even yeah. really talk and, and they use like, the oh, syrup they use yeah. the syrup too yeah, and they- it's like it's so wet and I'm like man they got an insert shot and De is like we need more syrup it needs to be more wet
1: <laughs> those guys are so fucking horny
0: yeah I mean I guess Rebecca Roman I, I don't
1: think she's bad in this necessarily I just don't I, there was definitely a better actress for this that's all equally yeah. as you know beautiful
2: she's definitely comfortable doing some of like the striptease type scene and stuff like yeah that. She's, she looks really confident but some of the other ones i'm not as... what is
1: the other movies that she was in at that time like x-men x-men what else was she in because then she marries jerry o'connell
2: i mean i know that she's an x-men like i think that she was one of i think that she was like one of the better hosts of house of style because i actually think that like um, like someone like Molly Sims, I'm sorry, Molly. Like, I think that you can tell that Re- Rebecca Romaine does have a sense of humor and a personality, right? Um, so uh, I did love you. Like gotta marry her. Jerry
1: O'Connell, yeah, they're still married,
2: yeah. God. She's been with him longer than she was with John, yeah.
1: Stamos. And now Jerry O'Connell's whole career is like people telling him how lucky he is to be with Rebecca Roman's team. Everyone's I mean, just like, funny. How'd you do that? It's Let's like you, see. he
2: caught her on the rebound from like a fuck yeah. boy, that's how you do it. <laughs> oh, Rollerball.
1: I just watched she's Rollerball. rollerball. Whoa. She is in Rollerball.
2: And I don't think the that she would friend. be offended if I said that I don't consider her acting career her dominant
0: Yeah. Thing. I, again, I don't think she's really bad here. I, I, she fits I just, the role where it's kind of like the main protagonist is like a backseat. To a yeah. lot of the movie going on, I think the movie is kind of more of a character itself than her. Right, right. right. Yeah. She's just our way into these scenes. She's our way into this. Steamy That's basement. true. That's a nice
2: way. To, yeah. Uh, okay. Here's the compliment I'll give Rebecca Romain: If she was to take over the hosting duties of The Bachelor, I would be actually really happy. There you go. Because they need someone like that. They don't need people who have already been on The Bachelor. That's her, weird. I don't her, like it.
1: Yeah, her and Jerry O'Connell can take over for Honestly? Uh, Nick Lachey and, and Vanessa Lachey and hosting yes. every Netflix reality show. Yeah, Antonio Banderas' performance in this is... I, I think that I thought Antonio Banderas was a bad actor when I was younger. I don't think that I knew that he was a good actor because I hadn't seen the Almodovar movies. He's incredible in Pain and Glory. Yeah. And, like, the fact that he didn't win for that is crazy. He's really fucking funny here.
2: When he's comfortable, I think he's like really, really
1: good. We have to talk about his interpretation of a gay photographer is insane.
2: Oh yeah, that <laughs> is wild.
1: He knocks on her door. She opens it and he goes, "Hi." Like <laughs> he walks into her room, finds a gun in her drawer. When he sees the gun, oh my gun, god, goes- this is the best. He goes. Scene. Oh my God. <laughs> and then he dangles the gun by the grip of it and he goes, excuse me. <laughs> like an, if this man came into your hotel room, you'd be like, what the fuck he is played this? it like, Oh my God, what the fuck is it's,
2: that, guys? Uh, he
1: also at one point is pretending to be blind, to get a picture <laughs> of her, and he's just, his, his way to be blind is just to run into people and knock yeah. shit over like he just became blind or something. I was going
2: to say, it's like Bronson Pinchot playing yeah Giggs. Yes, that's in what Beverly Hills Cop. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was trying to think of. Yeah, it's, yes. it's like that's kind perfect. of the exact performance, but I actually do think Antonio is kind of making fun.
0: Oh, for sure. But like yeah. he's like yeah. playing
2: off of it because it is... <laughs> Hi. Hilarious. The way
1: he says hi is insane. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) fuck. I mean, I would watch an entire movie where that guy has to pretend to be a (laughs) gay (laughs) photographer. You'll
2: watch that version of uh, Not Okay.
1: I would watch that version, hi, (laughs) every time he enters a room. (laughs) Yeah, he's great. And then uh, the whole scene where he watches her give that guy a lap dance. Yeah. Is incredible. First of all, whatever the Unreal. song is that's playing during that oh. scene is amazing. <laughs> it's a great piece of Euro trash, just yeah. fucking horrible dance music. And then yeah, the
2: congratulations sh- that she was able to like find the beat on or you know what I mean? Like yeah. the rhythm of that. No, song. yeah,
1: she, it's she, like she excels in that scene.
2: It's like stripping to animal collective. Like yeah.
1: good job. <laughs> that would be such a weird you want me to I can strip make to that this?
2: comparison because I've seen it. Oh,
1: in Portland, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, that makes sense. That would be fucked. If I saw the stripper stripping to turn into something by Animal Collective, I would think I was having a stroke. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And Banderas is really fucking good in that scene, too, when he's watching her. And then the guy starts assaulting Rebecca Roman and trying to essentially rape her. And then Antonio Banderas kind of sighing and being like, now I have to fucking beat the shit out of this guy. Mm -hmm. Um, But I love the shot of her watching that fight that's off camera with the light just kind of dangling back and forth, kind of illuminating the fight in shadow while she's just laughing on this pool table. Yeah. That was tight. Love that. And then you get the best line in the movie, at least in my opinion, which is,
0: uh, you don't have to lick my ass, just fuck me. Oh, (laughs)
2: that is 100% the best line in the movie. That
0: might be the best thing De Palma's ever written. It might be the best line in any De Palma movie. It encapsulates his whole filmography. It encapsulates everything.
1: (laughs) De Palma saying that to his wife. (laughs) It's such a good line. And then when Antonio Banderas is like, kind of hesitant about the plan, and she's, like, basically, like, why are you being such a pussy? Mm-hmm. And she tells him, so wipe it off and let's go get it.
2: Oh, yeah, that is really funny.
1: That's a good one. Yeah, I don't. I think she's really good in those moments, actually. I think she's, she's it's just when she has to be the French woman.
2: Those are so but, distracting.
1: But also, she's not supposed to necessarily be good because she is.
2: Well, she should be better. Like, it's like. It's, I think it's if you interpret like it as a... level,
3: <laughs> 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 it, it, listen, yeah, it's bad.
1: But well, listen, it, it should have been something where it was like a commentary on the fact that like all these dumb men are so blinded by how beautiful she is that they just accept this horrible French too, accent. But those... then other people should have been like, I don't know about this.
2: <laughs> well, it's also she doesn't up. look yeah. like. I think a better <laughs> actress could have played like I... that
0: yeah i guess space.
2: it's face like charlie starin could have done it like you know what i Pretty mean like, sure of water. course We're, we live in a time where like atomic blonde is like a passable movie and it's like why didn't we just cast someone better in this one that's fair but we got antonio and one of his best performances
1: really a great performance does he work with the palm again i don't think he, does, he should right? they're I a know. good match too
2: maybe he was too good at, maybe de palma's too close with melanie because i think that they are still friends
1: oh that's right
2: they have a okay. kid together though. And I think Antonio is kind of like a maybe a good divorcee to have.
1: I think they have like a good relationship, it seems yeah. like. You know what's a movie that he's really good in? It's a very small part, but Ruby Sparks. I he don't is know. like a maybe like under 10-minute role. He's he plays like Annette Manning's new boyfriend, who's really kind of weird and eccentric, and he's really funny. So Jennifer Lopez was considered for the role. Okay. And then the part was given to Uma Thurman. But she that, mm. dropped out because she became pregnant.
2: With the woman that's now on Stranger Things?
1: No, she was born before this.
2: How many kids do they have together? Two. Okay. They have
1: a, a boy named Levon, whatever.
2: Uh, Uma Thurman would have been perfect because she Uma like, Thurman has Thurman that actual hair Yeah. She but perfect. she also does just look like a model. For sure. The movie and
0: runs. that would have been a good tee-up for Kill Bill. Like, yeah. just yeah. kind of like, hey, everybody, pay attention. And then Kill Bill comes out and everybody's like, whoa. I feel like the movie would have been more successful in
1: a few different ways. If have her and Thurman... Antonio
2: been in a movie together? I feel like they have, but I I
1: don't know. Oh, I forgot Jerry O'Connell is in Mission to Mars. Weird that he has like a pretty like prominent part in Mission to Mars too. <laughs> really? I don't know if they've been in a movie together. I don't think they have. Also, uh, I just want to point out that the death of the two guys at the end getting impaled on that truck
2: mm-hmm.
3: is
1: amazing. But also, all I could think was this poor driver is going to live with this for the rest of his life. <laughs> that guy's life is ruined. He's like, when he gets out of the truck, he's like, oh, my God. <laughs> 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 oh, no. Like, if you, if you caused that accident, you would be haunted by that. You would have that image in your head every night True. before you went to bed. <laughs> Wait, can,
2: can one of you go over the twist?
1: I mean, it's like a dream kind of it's like she imagines yeah. everything and then it the whole kind of rewrites it, her own yeah it's such a meta movie by like beginning yeah. of the Cannes film festival it turns into this thing where it's like yeah she's able to manufacture a happy ending by knowing what lies ahead of her and then she still has a meet cute with antonio banderas
3: yeah um
1: <laughs> and gets these two guys who want to kill her impaled on a truck and then the whole last obviously the last sequence is all about Filmmaking and uh, how film is about luck and timing, waiting on the perfect lighting. Um, it's just, yeah. yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's the Palma. Uh, it's you like know. romantic. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. It might
1: yeah. be like his
2: most romantic movie that ends in optimistic. Yeah. Like, like, There's yeah. a
1: cynicism yeah. in a lot of it, but definitely not with this. Especially the fact that when you consider, yeah, this woman just watching her doppelganger kill herself is so dark. Like, if you were just watching yeah. someone who looked exactly like you shoot themselves, really so you could be like, I was
2: confused in those moments. Finally. Like, I think they're <laughs> cool. But I was pretty confused.
1: I, I think a lot of it is confusing. It didn't bother. Okay. Me. I didn't care that it was confusing. I kind of just accepted
0: it. If you're that good of a visual storyteller to me, I'm like, I don't mind if it's convoluted. I think you should go to another medium if, if it's like okay. you're wanting that kind of, I mean, it's kind of like, if it feels right to me, that's how I know I like it I because I you know too. something's clicking. Right. Yeah, exactly. I was just
2: confused if it was the same person and she was remembering or if it was a real, other person also she's just not hiding very well behind the curtain
1: oh no 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 she, <laughs> she, so she doesn't even so know that. she's coming when she wa- is like walking towards her so La- that's what like.
2: startled me the <laughs> most and it's yeah. like the bewitched or i dream a genie thing where like the other one just has dark hair <laughs> it's yeah. so tight yeah like I'll, I'll like i truly and like earnestly will never get bored of that trope like please like Great all these new shows, like Stranger Things and shit, they should just do like Laura Palmer, cousin, that just like, oh, it looks just like her. Whoops.
1: The Palmer <laughs> knows not. all the great tropes. So he, he honors them. He knows what works. He knows what sells. I don't think that he is a director who can really succeed right now, given how much he, he is not. Well, yeah. Well, no, yeah. Well, just the fact that, yeah, like it doesn't really it's more about the feeling of it. And it's not so much. Yeah. If you're looking for something logical, which so many people today are where they're like, well, this doesn't add up. Right.
2: Right.
3: We're trying right.
1: You know, like the cinema sins or whatever thing of like, oh, let's really dissect this movie and what's wrong about it. It's like, no, you can't do that with a De Palma movie. Like, yeah, movie logically it it doesn't do
2: well. At the time, though, because I feel like at the time like people did sort of love like Easter egg type like twisty movies, you know, like I I don't know, like we just I talked about was... Vanilla Sky and like I don't like this movie as much as Vanilla Sky. But like I, I just thought that like those, these movies were like the bread and butter for the early 2000s.
1: I think it was a movie that got kind of dumped. It didn't really get that big of a release. And I don't think the cast was exactly pulling people in. I mean, look, I could be wrong. I remember when it came out, I didn't have any interest in seeing it at the time. I was much more excited for 8 Mile because I was 14. Oh, yeah. Um, I never liked 8 Mile. It's not very good. Uh, It's it's not very good besides
2: Brittany.
1: And Michael Shannon is his drunk stepdad. Okay. Uh, Oh, man. Uh, Yeah, I remember going with the boys to see 8 Mile not femme fatale dudes rock
0: let's go see femme fatale (laughs) yeah
1: seriously (laughs) no we went to see the white rapper movie it's what the dudes wanted that weekend does anybody else want to add anything about femme fatale
2: just that if you're listening to this podcast and then go see the movie and you're you feel inspired by antonia banderas's hair just know that you can't do it gentlemen like, chances you, you are, you shouldn't. You can't. And if you want me you to judge, you can slip into my DMs about it. But, like, I really think Antonio is like one of the only mm. male actors that can pull off a greasy half pony. Brad Pitt is one of them as well.
1: I think Oscar Isaac could.
2: Yeah. Okay. I'll give you that.
1: I think Oscar is, but it
2: would right. look a little like uh, intellectual. I want, I, I want like a dumb, greasy half pony to not be tongue in cheek in the least. Like it's
1: just You got to like, be kind I, of a himbo, yeah. You yeah, be so I'm kinda... gonna say
2: actually no. I'm gonna nix your Oscar Isaac close, but Brad can do it.
1: What about Hemsworth? No, <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: his oh, hair's too wait. slick.
1: Colin Farrell. Colin, Colin. come on, you're right, baby. Colin, no, Colin. you're right, baby. <laughs> 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 you fucking know I can do it come on come but, on want
2: to fuck me so again but uh, you the listener you, you the
0: listener can. unless you're calling Farrell
2: I know you need you to lick my ass but just don't uh don't do that to your hair buddy
0: I don't know. This movie's great. I don't know what people... <laughs> I mean, both of these are great. I think De Palma's somebody that's going to stand the test of time. I think people for are going to sure. look yeah. back and kind of be like, why Why didn't we like this? And it's like, I don't know. Why didn't you? I mean, I, it's got all the right parts. The script makes no sense, but I, I think that's kind of the point. It is. Who gives it is. <laughs> to...
1: you're, you're just kind of like... <laughs> no, it, it doesn't have to make sense. I mean, yeah, I think De Palma will stand the test of time for most people. I can't imagine a lot of younger people that are very online uncovering some De Palma movies like Dressed to Kill, which is pretty problematic in its own way, but like it's not, also not It's Clubs not something where so I would stupid. be like, fuck you for liking this movie. But yeah, it's an extremely well-made movie that just was made in the 80s. I don't know. Yeah, But yeah, I cannot imagine a lot of younger people uncovering De Palma movies and being like, oh my God.
3: You don't trust me, do you?
1: No, 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 it's,
3: it's, not, it's not that. It's just being careful. <coughs> Are you all right?
1: No. I'm out of my medicine. Uh,
3: there was a pharmacy in the airport. Uh... Oh,
1: that's right. Excuse me,
3: my... my inhaler is in my car. They could oh. refill it for me there. Huh? That, that, that wouldn't be being careful. I... Take my car. Take my purse. If you're so worried that I go somewhere. 49%.
1: Owen Gleiberman of Entertainment Weekly gave Femme Fatale an F. He said, if you look hard, you can make out a story in Femme Fatale, but it has nothing to do with the senseless pileup of jewel, thievery, shutterbug voyeurism, and leggy sex bomb so shallow and bad they seem to have come out of a 1978 copy of Hustler magazine. Deshaun Thompson of the Washington Post said, mainly Femme Fatale is really about De Palma's three favorite things, women, movies, and women. And you can either share his guilty pleasures and all their living, breathing, power edited, overextended glory, or you can get on with your life. I I like. That's, it's like, yeah, that sounds good. Those
2: sound great. Like, those are great. On,
1: yeah. What's, what's <laughs> I like like. yeah
2: I, <laughs> also, I think she's in a wig. He forgot wigs.
1: That's right. Loves it. And then Stephen Hunter, of the Washington Post, our, our shooter himself, mm. Stephen Hunter wrote a passionate film bust, Valentine, to the two directors he loves most, Alfred Hitchcock and Brian De Palma. The film that this worship has inspired is pretty amusing when the director apes Hitchcock and pretty awful when he apes himself. Oh, come on. That's uh,
2: why I kind of like this movie because I feel like a lot of the other ones are riffing on Hitchcock and this does feel the most of his own.
0: Yeah. There's a soft parody to it, too, where yeah. he's kind of like, it doesn't really matter, but I'm just going to make like a parody of what I do. I feel like he tries Mission to Mars. He does
1: Mission Impossible. He gets his blockbusters out of the way. And then he's like, you know what? I'm going to go back to the roots. I'm going to fucking let's do an erotics brother. I know what works. James Bardinelli of Real View said nothing short of a disaster. Easily one of the worst movies of the year. And Don R. Lewis of Film Threat said Rebecca Roman Stamos is just playing hot in this film. And other than that, we got ourselves a stinker. Oh boy. But two positive reviews. Charles Taylor of Salon gave this movie an A. He said, in his dazzling and luxuriant new thriller Femme Patel, De Palma turns trash into chic. It's a sexy, violent, glamorous, sinfully funny movie with a surface as hard and brilliant as diamonds. And Manila Dargus of the LA Times gave this an A and said, here, the message is the movie-making and the unparalleled joy you get from a film that can carry you off so completely, making you forget about everything save for the beautiful lies in front of you. Also, Roger Ebert gave this an A and said this is one of the best movies of the year. Okay, now we're talking. All right, who is everyone's MVP? Oh, come on.
0: Hot. Yeah. Of
2: this those this movie <laughs> movies, it's like, dude, yeah. I love Toxic Males. I love them. <laughs>
0: They're fun to watch. We we
1: <laughs> love a, a sweaty greasy himbo pretending to be a gay European photographer. I mean, what <laughs> more do you want?
3: <laughs>
2: Nothing. <laughs> no, it's one of those moments that like I have sometimes while watching movies where I think about like if I ever were to meet that person and we actually got to have a conversation, like what I would tell them I was the most impressed with in like a casual cool way and I would state his performance in
1: all. yeah i think this pain and glory and, and timey up, timey down are my favorites
2: i think he's great in Zoro. like he's a like he's a you good you know what actor. i want to
0: revisit he zorro mis-
2: oh he's fun i thought, I thought he was cool. like, really yeah. miscast i think that like his fatal flaw for uh an american audience is that like Antonio Banderas, as he showed us in like Interview with a Vampire, like he's okay with being really campy, and oh, I think yeah. that like sometimes like Americans, especially at the time, read that as like a vulnerability that they cast as like puss, and like in fact, it's like one of the most like big dick energy things you can yeah. do is like be, Men are, are yeah, be kind of What happy.
1: Antonio is giving us, we're talking about mystic yeah, you're puss, right.
2: puss and okay? boobs. boots. <laughs> I've never seen Avita, so I don't know. How he is there? I'm guessing. I
1: saw Vita when I was a kid, and I I'm guessing just, if he was good. That was a movie, like, why did you take me to this? Yeah, um, I'm so- guessing
2: if he was good, Madonna would have fired him.
1: Final rating.
2: Hmm. I'm also going cult classic. I feel very similarly about these movies. I feel like there's a gravitational pull towards one performance. I love them.
1: I'm kind of torn. I do think that this movie is verging on Misunderstood Masterpiece. I do think it's very misunderstood. And and I think it just gets better and better every time. But I also just think it is, yeah, just a
0: really fucking good movie. I think it's just great. I mean, there's nothing better. It's got everything <laughs> you love about it. a De Palma movie. I mean, another Sakamoto score. I mean, I think you have to give it. I Come think I, I would easily say Misunderstood. I think, I think it's a puzzle box that keeps on giving. We
1: brought on the right person for a De Palma
0: episode. Yeah. He's yeah. great. Well,
1: you can stream Snake Eyes on Paramount Plus, and you can rent Femme Fatale. It it sometimes pops up on HBO. I'm surprised it's not on there now.
2: Does anyone Goodwill shop like I do? You'll find it like that. Like some horny Oh, I have both
1: these movies on (laughs) Blu-ray, so don't worry about it. I got them both. Yeah, Um, or you
2: can go to Max's apartment.
1: (laughs) Come on over. Let's do it. (laughs) I got the glasses and titty vision. Come on, sit down. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway yeah what's next week
2: next week is, is it the finale of this series of this, of Boulder, of this more series? if you yeah. don't count the bonus episode yes. we get to do if we're gonna talk like a treasure box of a movie we're gonna do a ridley scott movie called the counselor
1: fuck yeah yeah
2: uh, there's a lot to talk about there so it gets its own episode just like vanilla sky did
1: it needs its own episode but for now we have to thank andrew yeah andrew. thank final- you thank you for coming on finally, We're, you'll definitely be back soon. Not just for De Palma. Yeah, you're you're one of the more positive, generous people I follow on Letterbox. You, you I was know, gonna you say, you're you don't say t- you're smart because you're also a, a filmmaker, and you don't talk shit on Letterbox. Uh, no, I talk some shit, and you're like, you know what? I'm trying to have a career in movies. <laughs> movies
0: are hard enough as they are. It's like I would rather yes. just say all. A lot of movies are good. I think it's just like some are just harder to find the good in. So no, you you. Wow, you were
2: like a true, like, have a kid. You'll be a good dad.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a good kid, but I find the
0: best in it. And that's what's important. Or like, that kind of
1: lesson, like
2: Sometimes like when my nephews are complaining, like, I'll just be like, dude, I know that kid sucks. Like, I don't I, I'm on your team. Like, I, yeah. I say some things. To children, to my nephews. So they like specifically me. And I think that sometimes I forgo teaching them a valuable lesson. <laughs> that's,
1: that's, yeah.
0: Andrew, where can people follow you? I have a letterbox. I don't know what the username is, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I have Bradley Cooper playing John Peters as my profile picture. That's right. So if you're looking for
1: is... a positive spin on the gray man, Look up Andrew's letterbox. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> he found
0: some light in the gray, man, and I I just, I couldn't You're believe it. You're a saint. It. I have an Instagram. 44 is the number. Uh, I the make following. films, so. Yeah,
1: please, please watch the films. You, you just stuff. started releasing a, a series.
0: Yeah, we're going to do a web series, August 24th, yes. called Gonzo. Shot with no budget. Only one person on crew, me, and uh, just a whole lot of ambition. We did some That's, pretty cool stuff.
1: That's what we love. And, and you you can find some of your work on Vimeo, correct? Vimeo, correct. Yeah. Now follow Andrew. Please watch some of his work. He is a very talented filmmaker. A very good boy. And please follow us and yeah. subscribe and review, and review us. us. Find and us. let people
2: know about us. Yeah. You know, like, Max, I was serving a table last week of regulars. Mm-hmm. And she, she's French, so I couldn't understand her accent. She uh wanted to let me know that she listened to the Vanilla Sky episode and it did make my day. So oh
1: wow yeah, Whoa. And
2: she and she said that she put it on after she heard the podcast and she uh, cried a boatload. So
1: you so you think she was French? She might. Not she just could
2: just be a hottie. She is. You really know,
1: <laughs> fooled me just like Rebecca. Uh, you're not gonna. Well, I'm not gonna fall for this one. Um,
2: <laughs> no, you would have loved her. You great. know, what she wanted to sing at karaoke. Huh? Goodbye horses.
1: No, oh, that's like right, right there. there it, did Max
2: make this person? In his wow.
1: How do you feel about comp? <laughs> uh, no. Um, yeah, please uh, follow us, find us on Patreon, subscribe to any of three tiers for early access, exclusive bonus episodes. This month, our bonus episode will be David Lynch's Lost Highway. Can't so believe we're do it. You can't miss that one.
2: You can't. Aren't we one. coming up on a Robert Blake anniversary for a murder or is that just. Uh, they, oh,
1: are we? <laughs> is that what we're
2: celebrating?
1: <laughs> <laughs> when did he kill his wife? We just missed the anniversary. It was last year, May 4th, not far from where, <laughs> where I used to work. Uh, in, in I was Vegas wondering because I
2: listened to that podcast about Well, There is a Robert Blake <laughs> resurgent, So
1: it was at Patelos. Uh Yeah, they they my buddy worked at Patelos for a little bit as a bartender and I asked if they Advertised themselves as the place where Robert Blake killed his wife, and he said no.
2: But they do still have his menu item on that
1: he always used to order. They, this is the dumpster he threw her body in, um, <laughs> right out back. Yeah, we're celebrating the 21. It, it, the, Robert, <laughs> the Robert Blake murder is now legal. I don't even want to go any further with this, but we're celebrating the murder of Robert Blake's wife uh, with our bonus episode. <laughs> on Lee David Blake. Bo- but, yeah, Lee sorry, rest in peace. We're going to get a petition going just like they did for Roman Polanski, but with Robert. I think that Free he was Robert innocent,
2: and he died.
0: Oh, is he I'm dead?
2: So, yeah, I think is he, he died dead? COVID outside of jail. But I <laughs> no,
0: he's alive.
2: He's alive. Yeah, my oh, alive. And then he died outside. No, oh, I think I was getting him and um Phil Spector confused.
1: Yes, you were thinking of Phil Spector.
2: But I think he was innocent, dude. We yes. don't need justice for him because I'm pretty sure he good, was like, then
1: let's keep the justice alive. <laughs> let's keep, keep justice. this let's keep this justice moving. Anyway, we talked enough about Robert Blake. Um, <laughs> thank you for listening and we will see you next week.
0: Hi